Temple Mount riots. Governor DeSantis takes a stand. America's biblical roots. And President Trump dares to proclaim the climate hysteria hoax is destroying the economy. All in the headlines and all prophetic. We will analyze these events while taking your calls on this edition of Open Line End of the Age. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And oh my goodness, is there prophecy happening around the world? I have people ask me all the time, yeah, you guys say we're at the end of the world, the end of this age. Prove it. Well, my response is, tell me which prophecy you want me to talk about. You want to talk about the Sixth Trumpet War? You want to talk about the peace agreement that's coming? You want to talk about world government that's being established? World religion? The mark of the beast? I mean, you name it. Let's talk about it. The the establishment of the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire and the establishment of the power base of the Antichrist The European Union. I mean, it's just one thing after another, everybody. 2,000 years ago, John wrote in the book of Revelation 13, verse 16 through 18, that you would receive a, that most of the world would receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, without which they would not be able to buy or sell. Now, here we are talking about getting chips implanted in people's hands retinal scans, invisible tattoos that look like barcodes. I mean, it's one thing after another. These things are happening so fast. One of the main stories in the news this week was the Palestinian riots on the Temple Mount. And the reason they're rioting, you understand, and a lot of it is propaganda, I know. But it still has a heightened, heightened everybody's awareness of the situation there. They were saying because originally that there were extremists that wanted to go up and sacrifice an animal on the Temple Mount. That they said, well, Israel's trying to divide the Temple Mount, build their temple, and, uh, you know, do away with the status quo. And so they started rioting. Well, Yair Lapid, who is in the sharing arrangement with the, in the government with Naftali Bennett, he's the one that will take over in, I think it's August or September of 2023, that he came on and said, hey, we're not moving the status quo. The Muslim waqf is controlling the, the Temple Mount. We control the security. We're not trying to go up and build the third temple. We're not trying to push a sharing arrangement. Well, Yair Lapid needs to read his Bible. Because 
Guess what's going to happen in the near future? The Bible specifically says the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement. Revelation 11, 1 and 2. Israel will build their third temple up there, leaving the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque in, the, in that northern court. And so he says we're not going to do it at this point, but there will come a time when Israel will do exactly what's being talked about in the news right now. It's one of the biggest stories in all of the news right now, the riots on the Temple Mount. And it is chock full, folks, of Bible prophecy. People saying, hey, when there's blood on the Temple Mount like there is right now, now it's time to build the third temple. And I know that the blueprints have already been created. I've seen them. All of the instruments that are going to be used in the third temple, they're already created. Even an Ark of the Covenant, a mock-up Ark of the Covenant has been built. All of the priests have been trained and they're in the process of being trained right now. I had a friend of mine tell me that there are priests right now that have been trained for that that have been kept so far above uh, ground level so that they would not come in contact with a dead body. Now, I've got to document that. But I did have a friend tell me who is in Israel as we speak that that's the case. Again, I need to document that, but I thought that's a point of interest. I had not heard about that before, but he said, oh yeah, it's absolutely true. So there are people on earth that are absolutely their life is giving to the building of the third temple. And of course, you know that I've reported lately about all of the efforts towards the red heifers and things that are going on. Uh, My friend that's over that is in Israel as we speak. He spends months out of the year there. And they're setting up. They're getting ready to ship some of those cattle. And they've got a place already bought for them. And I mean, things are happening, folks. And so we don't lack for things to talk about, do we? And the thing is, you say, well, why, why are we talking? Why do we have into the age? Why are we doing this radio program? Because we want to let you know that we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We, prophecy builds your faith in the Word of God. And that word says that just that we're nearer to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and you and I need to be preparing ourselves for that day. Because I know for years people have said, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. But guess what? And sometimes because of that, people have become desensitized. The, um, you know, 88 reasons why the Lord would come in 88. And people thought, oh, well, you know, it didn't happen in 88. Didn't happen in the year 2000. Didn't happen in September 23rd, seemingly like almost every year. Somebody's claiming that he will come on in September But the thing is, guess what? If you believe in the Bible, the Bible says the Lord will return to the earth. The clouds are going to split open. He's going to come and with the sound of a great trumpet, He will send His angels to gather the elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That event will in fact happen, folks. As, as It's as real as you listening to me talk right now. It's that real. That event is going to happen. And all of the events that are supposed to occur just prior to that event are in fact in the process. They've either already happened or in the process of happening as we speak.
precursors. Things, the, the establishment of a world religion, the uh, world government, all of these things, just prior to, you understand. And so, we want to prepare you for that day. This is not about just us having a radio program. That's not what we're here for. I haven't dedicated my life just to be on the radio or television. My life is dedicated to preparing people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, I, I took up the first little segment here, but we will get straight to the phones on the other side of the break. All, everybody get ready. Have your questions ready because we've got a, the, the screen is pretty much full. So if you want to get in, make sure you give us a call, 877-END-TIME. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com Ukraine or 800-363-8463. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You know, everybody, one thing I'll mention before we get to the calls, I, we will be going back to Israel in September. My wife has the dates, and so if you'd like to go with us, it's our first trip after COVID. Pre-COVID, we were taking two trips every year, spring and the fall. Uh, but COVID pretty much shut it down over there because I didn't want to get vaccinated. Well, they've dropped that. And to go to the tour this year, you do not have to be vaccinated. Uh, you have to take a, a um, vaccination test or um, a um, COVID test just prior to getting on the plane within 72 hours. We'll have to take one when we get over there, and then we'll take one before getting on the plane to come back. But you do not have to be vaccinated. So once they drop the vaccination requirement, we set up our tour. And they've also dropped the mask mandates indoors now. So... I'm ready to go back. I don't know about you, but here's the problem. 
um, our tour is almost full. I think they, we're going to take 48. We're going to take one bus this first time back because some of the hotels and different things, a lot of them are booked and it's, you know, we, we thought one bus would be good. Then in the spring, we'll take two. So we've got 48 seats to fill. I think we're over 30 at this point. So if you want to go, call my wife, Jana, 1-800-363-8463 and sign up to go. Okay, let's go straight to the phones. Charles in Virginia. God bless Charles. Welcome to End of the Age. And God bless you, too. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'll take the answer to my question off the air. Yeah. You know, at Armageddon, God's going to put a hook in the jaws of Gog and turn him around. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm wondering is, and it's a theory, all right, we see food shortages, gas shortages, uh, Israel is uh, wanting to send natural gas to other countries. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I'm wondering is, is the hook in the jaws of Gog, is, you know, is it about resources? So, and, and then we also see where it talks about have you come to plunder, you know, and the spoils of Israel. So sure. I was just curious if you thought it could be, you know, all about resources for Gog. Mm-hmm. So I'll just take the answer off the air. Thank you. Okay, Charles. Thanks for the call, my friend. So the reason why the world governing army comes down against Jerusalem to battle, in the end, you understand the world governing armies, the world government is driven by Satan himself. The Bible says when it describes the world government in Revelation 13 that the dragon or Satan gave it its seat, power, and great authority. So everything the world government does is driven by Satan, the Antichrist. We, it, it's our opinion that the Antichrist himself will be inhabited or directly uh, driven by Satan himself, if not inhabited by him. So you've got to look at that. In the mind of the world government in the end time, they're driven by Satan. Satan hates Israel. And so... It's his last-ditch effort. This is a spiritual battle. So the Bible says that they will come down against Israel to battle. Why are they coming? They're coming to overcome and to defeat Israel and to take over Jerusalem and the Temple Mount specifically. That's what the Battle of Armageddon is going to be fought over. And so the resolution has already been passed, at least one of them, Resolution 2334, stating that they, it's in the eyes of the international community, it is a flagrant violation of international law that Israel is occupying East Jerusalem and the West Bank area, the, the, the uh, biblical Judea. And so that's why they will come down. They will come down and Satan will come down to defeat Israel and make her comply to the edicts of the world governing body, which she will never do. It's going to be all about Jerusalem. And so, you know, will some of the, um, the, the famines and the, the different resource scenario come into play? Don't know that at this time, uh, Charles, but I, I'm, you know, I'm just giving you a scriptural answer. The, Satan will come down to defeat Israel. That's what it's all about. The peace agreement that's going to be signed will confirm Israel's right to exist. But the the status of Jerusalem will be left. It's not going to be solved in the beginning. It's going to be left to the end at the fine at the end of the seven year period. 
Israel's not going to give up Jerusalem, and that's why they're going to come down. The Bible says at the time of the Battle of Armageddon that half of the city of Jerusalem will be conquered. They'll go forth into captivity, the house is rifled, the women ravished. And so that's the goal. They're coming down to take control of Jerusalem, and that's when the Lord comes back and says, Okay, I'm done. Plants his feet on the Mount of Olives, and his wrath is poured out upon the armies that come down against Israel to battle. That's really the reason for the Battle of Armageddon. It's a spiritual battle over Jerusalem. Okay, let's go to Nick in South Carolina. God bless Nick. Welcome to End of the Age. How are you doing, sir? How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Not bad. Just a quick question or just an FYI. Um, there was a show I mentioned to you and I called before, other than me reading the scriptures, and I watched various shows, past and present. Well, there was a there was a preacher who ran a show just like yours and your father-in-law's. It was um, Jack Benny presents. Yeah, and he, well, actually, he was talking about the Antichrist, who it could be. Yeah, he went so far as to mention two names in Europe right now that have the title King of Kings, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, one of them is um, Juan Carlos, the King of Spain, and the other one is Otto von Habsburg of the Austro-Hungarian dynasty. Right. I didn't know if you knew that they had those titles. What I should have called and asked you first is what's your opinion on what are the what are, what are your top 5 candidates for the antichrist? But um I got my I got my call mixed my 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 yeah, my question um, mixed up. Yeah, so that up, but, Yeah, so anyways, the thing he, is, Nick, at yeah. this point nobody, and I mean nobody on this planet knows who the Antichrist is. His identity has not been revealed. Now, for years, my father-in-law and I have watched several candidates who would be, because the Antichrist is going to be the, the most powerful politician in Europe. Right. And so we have, yes, we've had about a revolving five or ten guys that we always watch. The problem is, some of them have died over the years, some of them have went out of office, became too old, and so we had to take their name off and put somebody else's name in the list. But we never have claimed to know who the Antichrist is. Now, can I speculate? Sure. Um, Vladimir Putin could be one, because uh, Russia, west of the Ural Mountains, is considered European Russia. uh, Vladimir Putin would be one. Emmanuel Macron would be a candidate. Uh, Prince Charles, even though he is not super involved in politics, he still is very influential in Europe. Um, the leader of Germany, um, Olaf Scholz, I think his name is, and the certainly the president of the EU, which right now is a woman. Her name is Ursula von der Leyen. However, the Bible says the Antichrist specifically, beyond all doubt, will be a man. So obviously it can't be her, but the obviously there's, there's going to be uh, people come and go in that presidency that the, whoever's over the um, yeah. uh, over Europe. So that would be my top five probably right now that I can name off the top of my head. Uh, I've got a list of about ten or fifteen, but many of them are just leading politicians in Europe. Again, we don't claim to know because he's not revealed until the time of the abomination of desolation, which is when he will stand in the temple and proclaim to be God. Until that point. Nobody on the planet will know who he is. We can speculate all day, but you simply will not know according to Scripture. Um, one other thing, there are a couple of other things I, I need to backtrack. 
he mentioned that he speculated. He didn't say he knew for sure, but sure. he speculated because they had the title King of Kings like Christ did. Yeah. And he mentioned also that, especially Juan Carlos, he dissected the horns in the book of Daniel as a nation states and the state nation that Juan Carlos comes from. You know, that's what he speculated. But yeah. one thing you just mentioned, you mentioned the Russian president. Yeah. The Russian, I didn't think that Russia, well, the Antichrist will come out of the old territories of the Roman Empire, which is Europe. I didn't think that Russians, Russia's president is considered that because of territorial regions, I thought. Yeah, so he will, he's going to come out of the, the reborn whole Roman Empire, which is the European Union. However, he will, again, again I'm saying I'm speculating. I don't know. Yeah. Vladimir Putin is just a, a total speculation. I do know that... Russia, look it up, Russia east of, or west of the Ural Mountains is considered European Russia. I do know that they're not, I, I understand they're not part of the European Union. However, when I'm talking about the Antichrist, I'm looking at all options here, and he would certainly be somebody who would be dastardly enough to fill that spot, uh, obviously because of what's happening right now. Um, but I, again, I, I don't know, Nick. At this point, I do not know. And I will not, even if, even during the first three and one and a half years of the final seven years, if somebody, if there's many people going to be involved in getting the peace agreement signed. And even if somebody becomes the head of the world governing body after the six trumpet war and after the peace agreement, I still will be speculating until that individual stands in the Temple Mount. Now I can say, look folks, this guy looks like he fits the bill, but really until he, he does that, I can't say. Gotcha. Yep. Well, I meant to, what I really meant to, the call was to, it, have you heard of what that preacher said in the past about these two individuals? Or I, he's speculating, and, you know, I'm not saying for sure it's dead. I've, heard about, I've heard about one of them, Nick, not the other one. I didn't hear about Understood. the Habsburg guy. I heard about the one in Spain. Understood. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. You have a good weekend. Sir. All right, thank Nick, you. you too, man. God bless. Let's go to Danny in Tennessee. God bless, Danny. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Dave. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? All right. My, my, mine's a comment, not a question. I, yeah. I had just now got around to watching one of the uh, episodes of Irvin's Last Words, and yeah. I may stir a little emotion, but I've been watching y'all for years. This is the first time I've called in. And when they introduced that episode, right at the end there, I think it's a clip from the Revelation the end of the Revelation series, he's looking at us and he's saying, I'll see you in the rapture. Yeah. And I just, I just lost it. I was quickened by the spirit. I just began to feel that presence of God. Yeah. We apostolics do. But, uh, I do want to comment on what, whenever it got into that episode, there was a gentleman that called in and just, it was right before the election. This guy just, he said, he's talking to Brother Baxter. I never talked to a man of God like that, but he said, I can't believe you're talking this way against, um, it was something to do with the, the Biden side of the administration and all, some yeah. laptop or something going on. Yeah. And Irvin held straight, and he waited till the break, and he came back, and he responded that just as cool. And I'm like, I just want to be an ounce like him when someone... <laughs> Uh, hits my nerve like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I hear you. But I do th- I do appreciate you guys. You guys do a great work, and 
I just want to bring a little reminiscent to to Brother Baxter, and um, yeah. yeah, we want to see him in the rapture. Amen. And I'll just, if you have any comments on that, I'll just let you uh, comment, and I'll I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for the call, Danny. And every time I talk about my father-in-law, I almost start crying. I'll just be honest with you because, uh, and I'm 53, uh, but just something about the guy, Irvin Baxter is the reason really that I'm on my way to heaven. I told him at his 75th birthday, just a few months before he passed, he passed in November, we had him a big birthday party in July. And I told him, I said, there will be a few people that when I get to heaven, I'll be looking up and hugging their neck. And I told him, I was sitting right there looking at him, and I said, Brother Baxter, you're going to be one of the ones that I look up. I mean, you basically have been my dad, my best friend, my mentor, my spiritual leader, my pastor. I mean, what else could you ask for? And I understand what you're saying, Danny. I mean, I was there when Irvin Baxter passed away. I was in the, I was in the hospital room, and I saw him, and I'm almost at a loss for words right now because that's the last thing I ever expected to happen. I thought, well, hey, if anybody on the planet is going to be here till the rapture, it's going to be Irvin Baxter. And yet, it was in God's plan to take him. And when I saw the, the, the clip you're talking about, he said, I'm, I'll meet you in the rapture. I could have swore he was looking right at me saying, Dave, I'll meet you in the rapture. Uh, don't let down. Don't stop. Don't, you know, don't walk away from God. Don't, don't uh, lose what I've given you and poured into you all these years. And I tell you what. It put a rod down my spine to say, you know what, man, I have to, I'm going to make it. I don't care what has to happen. Dave Robbins, Jana Robbins, and everybody else I can get my hands on is going to make it because that guy was not afraid of death. He was not afraid of the tribulation. He was not afraid of the mark of the beast. He was not afraid of the Antichrist. Irvin Baxter's mission on this earth was to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. So guess what I'm going to do the rest of my life? I've dedicated my life to preparing each and every one of you, everybody in my Bible studies, the conferences, on our television programs, in Israel, everywhere around the world, I'm dedicated to preparing you for the second coming of Jesus Christ because there's nothing more important than that, folks. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And so, wow, Danny, thank you for the call because... um, my father-in-law, he was the real deal, folks. He was the real deal. I know most of you know that, but wow, it, it's made me become a better man just to have known him. And uh, thank you for the call, Danny, for bringing that up. God bless you, my friend. You have a great weekend. Back to the phones when we get back, everybody. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Well, welcome back, everybody. Man, I am excited about this walk with God and and living for God and meeting Him face-to-face someday. And I know you guys are as well. We're all in this together. If I don't meet you on this side, I look forward to spending eternity with you on the other side. Wow. Okay, let's go to William in Texas. God bless William. Welcome to End of the Age. How you doing, William? Oh, I am doing just fine and blessed. Good. And it's a very honor to get to see you on TV and hear your voice in person. Well, it's an honor to talk to you as well, my friend. But uh, my question is, I'm going to make it short, is the tip amount uh, disputes that are uh, going on right now. Yes, sir. Is it possible when you go to Jerusalem to meet up with your partner there that is Jewish yeah. to get him to go to the um, I'm not sure exactly what it's called something like the land office yeah and get a copy of the documents that uh, David bought to build the temple on. Uh, okay, so you're talking about the threshing floor of Arana? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ah, uh, man. Uh, that, that's a hard question to answer, I know. <laughs> but cause yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure there would be... Can. I'm not so sure back then, you're talking 3,000 years ago, I don't know if they signed documents like we sign documents today. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was pretty much a handshake. And, hey, because the, the, the Arana, was, uh, he was willing to just give it to him. And David said, no, I'll buy it for you of a price. So I'm sure Arana didn't say, well, let me draw up the paperwork. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, William? I think it yes, was a sir. handshake. King David gave him the money, and that was it. And so, I, you know, I, I, I tell you what I'll do. I'll ask the guide about it when I get over there. 
uh, Edo Keenan because he'll, he, you know, he'll know. But I'm going to say I'm probably 99% sure they didn't sign documents like that back in the day. I would be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll ask but about it. It would be a blessing for us. No, well, yeah. If you could, though. No, I understand it would be a blessing a for Israel. Um, the thing that is, William. A lot of disputes. Yeah. The thing is, is that we have the Bible, and the Bible's the ultimate document. Every word in the Bible is true. Every word in the Bible is God's word. And the Bible says that David bought the threshing floor of Arana. So that's, an, that's all the document that I need. Now, the people of Israel, maybe they need another one. I know that the, the Palestinians and the international community are all arguing about their right to that land. But at the end of the day, if you can just get people's faith built in the Bible, you're in the chips. Well, I can say right now, you have got my faith in the Bible yes. so strong that uh, I watch you every single day, maybe five to seven times a day. Oh. Well, thank you. I would get tired of myself after that. Oh, no. <laughs> that right there, I don't get tired of you. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate the promise of God. I certainly appreciate that, my friend. And uh, I tell you what, just before I go to Israel, uh, email me, drobbins at endtime.com. I'll ask the guides about it and see what we can come up with on your document. All righty. I appreciate it, sir. And you have a blessed day and a better one tomorrow. All right. Well, you do the same, my friend. God bless. Okay, let's go to Jules in Washington. God bless, Jules. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, this is Jules, uh, Washington State, and yes. thank you for taking my phone call. Yes, sir. Um, I'm excited, too, for the end times, and I'm not listening to you guys for seven times in a day, but I love listening to your ministry, and uh, thank you for the ministry, and I got to learn more about uh, God's kingdom at the end. We'll be, I'm excited about it. Yes. Anyway, Good. my question to you in regard to Daniel 9, 77, mm-hmm. does it start? when um, Israel became nation in 1948, or when Jerusalem, uh, uh, when Israel got Jerusalem. So explain to me about the 62 and the 60-7 and 1-7. I know I think that the 1-7 is talking about the tribulation time. Not sure about the 62 times, when does it start, things like that. If you can explain it slowly, it would be great, and uh, I'll take off the answer off the line. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. So the, what he's referring to, folks, just to bring everybody in on the, confirm, on the uh, conversation here, is that in Daniel 9, 24 through 27, there's a prophecy about, it's a 490-year prophecy, and concerning, it's pertaining to the Jews. And it started with, it says, from the going forth of the commandment to build the temple. And it would start this 490-year prophecy. However, there were gaps in between the prophecy. There were two gaps. So if you've got to understand the gaps, this 490-year prophecy would be spread out over a, a uh, what, almost a 2,500-year span. And so... I'm going to read this because I want to make sure that I give him a very detailed answer. 
And the Bible says that this prophecy is referred to Daniel's 70 weeks. It's a 70 weeks of seven-year period, so a 490-year period. And actually, in the New Century version of the Bible, the translation, it says God has ordered 490 years for your people. He's talking to Daniel. So he's talking about the Jews here. And... But there's one other thing you have to understand. In order to understand Daniel's 70 weeks, the prophecy is given in three segments. It's seven weeks of years or a 49-year period, 62 weeks of years or a 434-year period, and then there's a final one week of years, which is a final seven-year period. And so the prophecy is given that way, and so we know there are gaps. How do we know there are gaps? Because if you come to... um, It states that from the going forth of the building of the commandment to restore the build and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, there would be seven seven weeks, 49 years, 62 weeks, 434. So from the commandment to build Jerusalem, uh, which was given by King Cyrus in 538 B.C., there would be a 400 and... Um, a 49-year and a 434-year, or a 483-year period. And But if you notice, after the 483 years, there are gaps. How do we know there are gaps? Because after the 483-year period, two things were prophesied to occur. Messiah would be cut off, if you read Daniel 9, 24-27. I'm not going to take time to go through the whole thing, because it would take me almost the rest of the program. But it was... Um, After the 483-year period, there's 49 years, and then there's a gap. And then then there's a 62. So the two things were prophesied to happen. Messiah would be cut off. Jerusalem would be destroyed. So Jesus was crucified, obviously. He was cut off, the Messiah, around between 30 and 40 A.D. Nobody knows how old Jesus was when he passed. Now, I know that's messing with your theology, Everybody you've ever heard teach says he was 33 years. But the Bible does not say he was 33 years old. At one point they said to him, but you're not yet 50 years old, right? Why did they say 50? Why didn't they say you're not yet 40 years old? So nobody really knows how old he was. I know there's a lot of people that speculate, and I know I'm messing with some of your theology, but just, you know, we'll explain it, we'll get more into detail at some point. But, the Bible says that, or uh, so uh, J- Jesus was cut off or crucified around between 30 and 40 A.D. Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D. These were the two things that would happen at the end of the 483 years. So there's a gap here, a 30 or 40 year gap. Well, we know now that the second gap, after the 483 years, between the 483 and the final seven years, We know now it's about a 2,000-year gap. We do not know how long the first gap was. But we do know how long the the second gap is. It's going to be about 2,000 years. And so, uh, and then everything culminates right there at the very end. There's a final seven-year period, which is Daniel's 70th week. And at the end of that week is the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Battle of Armageddon. The peace agreement mentioned in Daniel 9.27 when the Bible says, and he, the Antichrist, will confirm the covenant with many. 
when that covenant is confirmed, when the peace agreement is signed between the Israelis and the Palestinians, that starts the final seven years to the second coming of Jesus Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. So, I hope that answers your question, uh, Jules. Uh, if not, email me, drobbins at endtime, and we can continue to banter back and forth and make sure you get your question answered uh, because there's so much detail to this. But for the sake of time, I'm just giving you the treetop version of it. Okay, let's go to um, Jennifer in Texas. God bless Jennifer. Welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. Appreciate you guys taking my call. Um, I had a question about the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And basically, I don't think that the vaccine that, you know, controversy that's occurred is the mark of the beast. And I believe you said that as well on previous shows. But I do believe that it set a precedent that is disturbing yes. um, because people were assuredly um, set aside and looked upon negatively if they even questioned the vaccine. And then yes. ultimately, people lost their job, which also interfered with their livelihood. Mm-hmm. So what I'm curious about is now that I've seen the precedent, I see that hmm, it wouldn't be too hard if there was some other mark of the beast um, that came along and it was legitimately it. Yeah. Is, does the Bible direct us in any way of how we can... Obviously, we want to be here as long as we can to help others find Christ before it is all said and done. Yes. So do we get any guidance in the Bible, or do you have some that you that you as a group work at to prepare for how will you survive right. to continue once that system goes into place? Right. So two, so you brought, two things are on the table here. Yes, originally... Mm-hmm. Uh, I did say that the mark of the, the, that the vaccine uh, was not the mark of the beast, the COVID vaccine, and th- even though they were almost, you know, like you say, they were almost demonizing people for not taking it. Some people, uh, medical workers and different people lost their jobs. Um, mm-hmm. And people were kicked out of the military. A lot of different things happened. But uh, I, I do, uh, and I, I don't, you know, it wasn't the mark of the beast. We know that now. It's dying down. It went away. But I totally agree with you, Jennifer, when you said that it was kind of like a societal conditioning preparing us for the mark of the beast. I agree with you 100% because it kind of gives us a a, a snapshot of what the mark of the beast will be like when the government can mandate you to do something um, and people just line up to get it done, right? In the name of safety and security. Uh, Jennifer, so I'm coming up on a break. Can you hold over the break? Absolutely. Okay, good. So again, everybody, we are going to uh, Israel in uh, September. If you'd like to sign up, you got to do it quickly. And I'm just telling you because it's filling up very fast. Call my wife, Jana Robbins. End time, uh, 1-800-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, Jennifer, are you with me? Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you. So, I agree with your first part uh, that we talked about. The second part, how can we prepare for that time uh, to live during the Mark of the Beast? Okay, so that's like almost asking me what the lottery is going to be like a couple years from now. <laughs> I understand that, yeah. <laughs> so, you understand what I'm Good saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, you understand what I'm saying. So, the thing is, what I'm doing presently... Now, I'm not going to give anybody any financial advice. I've heard, I've heard pastors saying, go, go, you know, go out and, and talking to people about cryptocurrency and all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not giving financial advice. What we do is, I'll, I'll talk about practical things. Um, it would not hurt for somebody to maybe store up some stuff for any kind of catastrophe, i.e. when COVID hit. The night COVID hit, I think it was back in March of 2020, me and my wife, I, we come home from a Plymouth uh, Prophecy Conference in Plymouth, Michigan. That night, we got home late at night, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. We came through our town and the Kroger's was, it looked like World War III hit. I thought, you know what, we probably, I didn't realize it was going to get that bad. I thought, well, we probably ought to stop in Kroger's. We went in there and there were people pulling stuff off of the skids that were the workers were trying to stock the shelves. There were people cutting the wrap and pulling the stuff off the skids. And I thought, my goodness, wow. this is crazy. So for just for any kind of a catastrophe that could happen, it probably wouldn't hurt just to maybe store up a few things. Just so when there's the big rush at the grocery store, you don't have to worry about it. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. Um, well, number one in my book, prepare yourself spiritually. Because if you can learn to be led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. We will have to rely upon God during this time. There's no way we will be able to navigate the end time on our own. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. you you don't have enough money, you don't have enough intellect. It's just not going to work like that. We're going to have to depend upon God. Just like the apostles did just like all the Christians have between then and here. Now, also, Jennifer, we will have to learn to have faith in God. God, when we live through that time, God's going to help us and give us direction. He's not going to leave us just out here floundering under the realm of the, the reign of the Antichrist and we're, not, we're just, you know, leave us completely in the dark. God does not do that. So, when we rely upon God, trust Him... I've done this for years. I saw my father-in-law do this my entire life. And God would lead and guide and direct him in doing things. That's the way we live our lives here at End Time Ministries. So we're going to trust God when we live into that situation a little bit. I'm not, we've always been under the understanding and the belief that the mark of the beast would not be fully implemented here in the United States because we're not going to be part of the world governing body 
in the end time. The eagle's wings are not mentioned in the world governing beast in Revelation 13. We're going to back out of that and stand with Israel. So, again, this is almost like a... It's a question that can't be answered now. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I had a lady contact me a while back that said, "Hey, I just retired. I've got a hundred thousand dollars set aside to prepare myself for the mark of the beast. What can I invest in?" And I said, "Ma'am, mm-hmm. that's several years away. I mean, the our the way we purchase things could change. The way the mm-hmm. economy is, interest rates, where you live. I mean, there's a million variables here. So for somebody to say." Here's how you prepare for the mark of the beast. That is impossible at this point because we don't know how. But as we live into it and follow God, He will lead and guide us on things to do. And also, you say, well, that's kind of pie in the sky. I'm not saying you, Jennifer, but some people have said, that's kind of pie in the sky thinking. Okay, well, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, drink, or wear nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? But the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor, they, nor gather they in barns. Yet our heavenly Father feeds them, and ye, are ye not better than they? Take no thought what ye shall eat your wear. I'm down to verse 31 here in Matthew 6. Take no thought what ye shall, and saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Our goal, Jennifer, is to trust God. Now, I will tell you this. If God has shown us something and we're doing something during that time, I'm happy to come on the air and say, hey, here's what we're doing. But at this point, I am not going to, to give people some kind of a, a, a fabricated answer that I simply don't know about. And I live in this world. I under, I'm, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. I'm getting people sending me things from all over the world, what's happening in their country. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I simply do not know. I know there's a lot of speculation, a lot of scenarios. But again, we're at least three and a half years from when the mark of the beast is going to be doled out. So until we live closer to that time, at this point, I simply have to say I don't know. But that's a wise answer. I appreciate that because I just didn't know, is there somewhere in the Bible I've missed it? And you quoted a scripture that actually was a few days ago I was reading, I believe it was in Matthew. Yeah. And that that is our answer then. It is that it's subtle. It's that don't worry about, um, you know, You'll, I'll guide you, I'll lead you, I'll provide for you that, that understanding or it in, That's exactly it. So that really, does, that really does answer the question. It's almost like, you know, when we say our prayers and we say, give us this day our daily bread, yep. you know, that's a profound statement. It's saying, all I'm asking about is for today, because I know you will provide for me for today. So Amen. So your answer is very wise, and, it, it, and it's helpful. It makes me feel better to know I haven't missed something where you know, that was in there that I should be doing because it's in the Bible. So I appreciate your time with that. Absolutely. I, just wanted, I, I don't want to take any more of your time except to say that um, if you want to know the, uh, the ways of a man's heart and, and soul as you look at their actions and, and, and the way they, they help others, and your, your, your father-in-law's ministry, uh, 
became interested in it, in hearing him speak a few times. But when I began to learn about all that you guys are actually doing yeah. to help other people be yeah. prepared to know where to find information, yeah. what you're doing over in Israel, yep. whenever the time comes, the information you're sharing, you are living out what Christ has asked for us to do yes. to, to save others. Yes. And so it made me feel very confident in, in continuing to follow and also to join uh, on your website as well. So thank you for what you do, and know that people do see the truth in your actions. Amen. So thank you, and I appreciate your answer. Um, hope you have a blessed day, and thank you again. Okay. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Jennifer, and, and thank you for the call. And listen, folks, I, you know, that's what we're all about. We are simply about winning people to God. Uh, it's not about money. It's not about fame. I don't care to be on TV. I, it's irrelevant to me. I don't care to be on the radio. Now, I love being on the radio simply because I've got a huge platform where I can share the gospel and help people. But as far as the fame factor and all that stuff, I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm only on, we're only on television and radio so we can, I can reach more people with the gospel of the kingdom of God and share these things with them, build their faith in the Word of God, and help navigate the waters until I hear that trumpet sound. Once, we, once the trumpet sounds and we're out of here, I'm in the care of Jesus Christ for eternity. I'm not worried about anything. Honestly, I'm not really about worried about anything right now. I've got a peace about me. I've got a peace that passes all understanding. I'm not, my father-in-law was never worried about the tribulation, the Antichrist, the mark of the beast. I'm not either. He needs to be worried about us. I'm a, I'm a Holy Ghost-filled man of God. I'm not worried about the Antichrist. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What do I have to worry about? You say, well, they could kill you. Listen, I got over the fear of death years ago. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, the act of Calvary, he defeated Satan who had the power of death. Now, I... The Bible says there were people that were locked up in their mind. They were in bondage their whole life because of the fear of death. Once you're born again, folks, that goes away. And your life just, ah, pretty awesome, isn't it? Okay, wow. I mean, i got to get back to the phones. Uh, Melissa in Arkansas. God bless Melissa. Welcome to End of the Age. Thank you, Dave. Um, I have a question my father-in-law asked me the other day. We were speaking about the lady with the 12 stars around her head and yeah. that referring to Israel and uh, how that the United States is going to help Israel. But then he asked me the question. He said, well, the Bible says all nations will come against Israel. Yep. So he said, at what point will the United States step away from helping Israel and become part of that all nations that come down against Israel? And, I, I don't know what that all refers to. If it's a you know a surrounding area of the nations yeah. in that area, that location, that that is the all, yeah. or if all nations of the world. Yeah. So, so that's my question. Yes, ma'am. So um, again, here's where this is a good lesson for everybody listening. When you are trying to study out a topic in Scripture, you have to look at every verse that pertains to that topic. So, when the Bible says, um, all nations, well, it's going to be the United Nations, right? The United Nations peacekeeping forces, the United Nations world governing body that come down against Israel to battle. Now, when there is a, 
a, um, a United Nations move, when they're going to go into a country and take over something, or a, let's say a NATO operation, not every nation, the, the, the nations that go in represent the entity, but not every nation necessarily goes in. So when it says all nations will come against Israel to battle, here's the deal. We know that Israel won't come against Israel to battle, right. So not necessarily all nations. We also know from Daniel chapter 11, verse uh, 41, 42, that the Bible says, These shall escape out of his hand, the, the children of Edom, Moab, and Ammon. Well, we know that's the country of Jordan. The Edomites mm-hmm. in the south, the Moab in the west, Moab mountains in the west, Ammon is, Ammon is the Ammon Jordan, the capital. And so Jordan will not be under the reign of the Antichrist. Also, the United States, because we're standing with and protecting Israel all the way to the end. Now, what the, so I know there's three nations right there that will be against the Antichrist in the end time. If he's specifically referring to the United States, the United States is going to stand with Israel against the world government in the end time. What happens at the Battle of Armageddon? Will we have our veto power at the UN Security Council removed to the point where we could never veto a resolution to allow them to come down? And you understand right now, Joe Biden is actually negotiating up some of the sovereignty. Uh, it's being voted on, uh, and he's been involved in those negotiations to yield up some, possibly yield up some of our sovereignty of our veto power, where they would ha- it would have to be brought before a committee to possibly approve a veto, rather than, or we would have to justify a veto rather than just veto something. We'd have to justify it before the UN Security Council. So. It's things like that that could uh, maybe get us, we can, maybe we can lose our veto power, allowing the, the world governing armies to come down. But if you understand every prophecy and every verse that pertains to this topic, you do know that there will be some nations that are fighting against the world government all the way to the end. And so that's how to explain the prophecy. I hope that answers your question. Um, but once you understand everything as a whole, then you can kind of understand All right, everybody, have a great weekend and God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.